What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars Inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. And I'm Steve. And this is Mo. Oh, we got Mo. Ooh, so you know, oh, yeah. So you, you know, know what it's that music. means? Uh-oh. It is a music night. But before we get to... The music jokes have been flying. They have. But before we get to the music side, we have to do... The cigar side, what we talked about, but we're going to talk <laughs> so, about five brand new cigars that we were are. new to the market, which none of us of the we four... We spent the last half hour with really funny content trying to argue <laughs> about what the fuck this meant. Yeah. Between the four of us, yes, we all have four different like viewpoints of where this goes. Mo, ha- Mo has none, so <laughs> right. that, that is zero. a viewpoint. <laughs> Mo has the null viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. I've... I've, I've I fucked this section up because no, I don't know. I, you I no more than normal. No dude. more than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is what I'm. We're saying. gonna have overlap, so I'm not leading the charge on yeah. this part. So the, the the sort of the concept is because we got really excited with back to back interviews with a couple of people that we really liked yeah. their cigars. Yeah, Peter James is cigar. If you haven't tried it, uh, John, we had on. First of all, uh, outdressed us, but more importantly, well, the, he's, he's so good looking, like it doesn't matter what he's he wearing, you know. Curve. I mean, geez, well, let's not, let's I'm, not I'm, go gl- there. I'm glad Mo wasn't here for that <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, uh, he was, he was exceptionally good looking, I'm 10 out of 10. He made James have to look unattractive, yeah. Um, so, uh, for those who, that. you know, I do, um, so, uh, um, and but the cigar was amazing. Th- Amazing is smoked one this morning, first thing in the morning. Smoked one today. <clears throat> Just a great cigar. And it's his first cigar. And he makes cases and mm-hmm. couches and other stuff that we really like. Shoes. Shoes. But not cigars. And it got us talking. And then we had Billy and Gus. Mm-hmm. Viva La Vida guys. And um, they're fascinating. Uh, for a completely different reason. They've been in the industry forever. Yeah. And they have a billion stories. And they're amazing. And the Viva La Vida is just <clears throat> amazing, amazing, <laughs> and was they have something in common? Yeah. Not not necessarily the flavor of the scar, but they're out of the gate. Yeah, um, eighty yard touchdowns and like uh, like you know yeah. gig, gig them oh, to quote D. <laughs> um, I'm doing that just for my friend D. Um, uh, and uh, uh, and like you just go well, okay, well that's a good start, yeah. right? And it started us thinking, what other people have done that like right out of the gate? Now, what we realized is over that the is last a hard fucking question. Because there's a lot of ambiguity. Yeah. So listen, I'm, I just want to point out, I I said this when you guys brought this up. You didn't I just want say, you to know. You didn't say Bupkis. So I did. You did not well, you I kept did. It, you said it inside your head. Uh. So um so so I have five. Aaron does not. I have four. I, I have, I have, I've almost five. So let me let me point out the problem to this with one that I wrote down on my list, which is um, AJ Fernandez, mm-hmm. New World. Um, this cigar, I remember when it came out, it, he had blended stuff for other people, or he had done stuff for other people, but under their brand, right? And people were kind of aware who he was, but not really. Yeah. And I remember this rocking the boat, like this was a big deal. This was his first cigar. The uh, uh, the San Latano San followed, Latano Bull yeah. followed this. Well, the uh, Bull came later. There was a regular San oh, Latano. Oh, San Latano came That's next. And uh, but this this rocked the boat. Like we got this in, yeah. and it was like out in five minutes. Like people were like going, "Who the hell is this? What the hell yeah, is this cigar?" Deal. It was you know it was everything AJ is known for. Yeah, 
out of the gate and it was awesome. But here's the problem. This points out the problem. AJ had blended other stuff before. AJ was known in the industry. He may not have been known uh, with the, the standard cigar smoker, but right. he was known. <clears throat> I'm going to throw another cigar out here because that's um, another example. Um, uh, Pepin Garcia, Pete Johnson's Tatawahe. Mm-hmm. Pete, uh, Pepin blended Pete Johnson's first cigar called the Tatawahe. Very clever name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which means? <clears throat> tattoo. There we go. Um, and it was, in some ways, both of their first cigars in, in the industry. But Pepin had blended in Cuba yeah. a bunch. Yeah, been and, there forever. Right. And Pete had really didn't blend. I mean, this is not, this is a Pepin blend. Yeah. So this is the problem with this. Now I've gone two cigars and you guys haven't said dick. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I will say that Tetawahe is on my list as well. Okay. Because that um, cigar was, um, and so I've stolen one of Steve, so I'm going to be quiet because you guys are going to take the rest of my list. But, um, <laughs> so that's the thing. We, between so it's the, very messy, but those are for the record, two f- home runs in your first at bat. Yeah, Absolutely. And they're great. So realistically, between the three of us, we should have 15. We're probably going to have more like... Nine. Nine to, <laughs> to 12, probably, honestly. Yeah. So we're going to have some overlaps. So before we get into that, let's talk about what we are smoking. Because I thought this was a debut cigar because I had never heard of this brand before. And then until looking it up, they've been around for 20 years. So but close. I believe this is Booth's first blend with Forge, I believe. So, but the brand has been around for a while and I'm going to mess up the brand name. So Steve has taken over because I just don't need to humiliate myself any more than I already do. Yeah. So this is the Los Statos Deluxe, um, which is Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler from Nicaraguan Dominican Republic. So it looks a lot like, um, the Johnny Tobacconi. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the other one? The Chief Colero or the Uncle Lee. And all, th- all three of those are so, kind of done that way with the packaging. Yeah, the, pra- the packaging was nice. So it has like a, a tissue paper over it. And then it has a like a pretty much a full band instead of cellophane paper over it. A little hard to get off. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, we've seen on the retail side that it's harder to sell a cigar when people can't see it, right? Because... You they trust know. you to some degree, but yeah. they want to look at the cigar, even though you could tell them, hey, this thing is like the Ashton Classic or the Ashton Age Maduro yeah. or the Avo Classic Maduro um, in that it's a very dark cigar, but it is not a spicy cigar by any means. Yeah. And they don't always believe you, right? They, mm. They're a little hesitant because um, they've probably been burned before, but um, no pun intended there. But yeah, it's it's a cool packaging. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's just harder on the retail side, I do, think. Do you think, here? here's a little behind baseball thing. Do you think we should have one of these unwrapped sitting there? Yeah, we did. Uh, so when we put it on the shelf, there was one that got unwrapped. And, and then it, it sold. <laughs> I'm assuming somebody probably picked it up at yeah. some point. And we can do that again. It's not yeah. that hard, but yeah. Because um, I think this is the only one in our humidor that is fully concealed. Um, Outside of a tubo, yeah. Outside of a tubo, yeah. But well, two, two those are easy to open up and look. And this came off pretty, I thought, pretty smoothly on my <laughs> side. Looked, we not, we yeah, all it looks we, like it. We all <laughs> have, we all have an ashtray full of confetti right, right. now. That's that's the only way I'm, to describe. I'm just it. not a fan of the this type of packaging. But it, mm-hmm. lo- it looks it looks like a firecracker. 
That's yeah, what no, it reminds me of. It's like very festive. Once you get it off, <clears throat> it's a beautiful looking scarf. Yeah, it is. I really like it. Um, it does come peach. in four size options. Um, so you've got a 5x50 Robusto, 6x52 Toro, which is what we're smoking, yeah. uh, 7x49 Churchill, and a 6x60 Gigante. And yeah. the, the, is that the one that's like Bellicoso end? There was one I was reading. I, I don't know what size I don't, it was. I'm not sure. I don't remember it, which it one. It looked, looked almost like perfecto shape. So it, it, like what you said, I didn't even think about it, but it reminded me, reminded me of that um, um, Johnny. Yeah, and the, the band itself, once you get all the stuff off, is mm-hmm. peach with like sort of an avocado green. It has like a very 70s, yeah. 70s feel. Yeah, like I feel kinda. like I should put um, some nice like clear vinyl over it. <laughs> some shag carpet. And get some shag carpet and maybe we should listen to some really nice first release albums. Yeah, an album uh, or two that might be on our maybe, list here. It might maybe. be about seven or eight of them. <laughs> All right, so we got we got two for Mark. Steve, what's one of yours? Yeah, so like I said, the, the original Tatuaje release is on oh, there. That's so, That cigar is so good. Yeah, I mean, that's... First of all... Uh, SNS released this week. Got it. I mm-hmm. see Steve. He's wearing the Steve hat. Steve O's wearing the hat. Oh, yeah. And I will say the hat fits me just on the brink, though. But it is. It, yeah, I was it just going to say. It, it's it's really close, but it fits. Yeah. And it is banging. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not on the, the last button. I'm on the second to last. So it's it's a little more decent than I'm a watermelon the, head. <laughs> got a melon. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, so another one on my list, and we did these not in any particular order, um, just kind of. Five that we thought were alphabetically were um, by the third letter, <laughs> phonetically, just whatever. Yeah. So regionally, I I put the Peter James on there. Um, the Los Estoico, I believe, is how you say it. Estoico. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, I put that one on there in either blend, the Habano or the Maduro. Yeah. I think that is. I mean, that may be top of the list if I put them in specific order, and it may be partially because we just smoked it a few weeks ago. So groovy, but it is so good. I've smoked it a couple more times in both blends, and and they're they're both just as good as <laughs> they were originally. I'm going to use your word. It's spectacular. It is spectacular. It is. I so burns I've, great. That's probably going to be the really? one that is definitely on all three of our lists because I I had that on mine as well. You didn't have that on yours. I'm joking. I'll, I'll say. <laughs> um, so that one was on ours. So I kind of went a little deeper uh, because I figured you know. Uh, Billy and Gus, Viva, that would probably be at least on yours and I's. Um, So I don't know what the original blend was, but it's a brand that we've had before. But it's the the Blackbird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, everything that I've had from, from Blackbird, I've totally enjoyed. Yeah, that was that's so I that's don't, good one. I, that's I, didn't I don't know nice. which one came first. See, the other the other hard part about this that I've in trying to pick my five found is like when it's a whole person doing it, Yeah, they have one cigar, right? Somebody Mm -hmm. that's owned a shop or has another business or whatever. But when it's a brand that just like comes out with cigars, you're dropping a a load. Yeah. There may be four or five. Dropping a load sounds. Oh my God. (laughs) Sounds bad. You're you're doing, yeah, you're doing multiple turd in a punch bowl. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing multiple blends. And that's why I was like, you know what? I, the same thing. So I'm going with with, with Blackbird for for one of mine. No, that's yeah, a good one. It's good solid cigars. The uh, well, I'm uh, th- that's good and 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 a little more variety than I thought because I clearly had the Peter James on there, mm-hmm. and I had both blends because I've smoked. Yeah. I have 25 of both blends in that locker, 
So, uh, well, not 25 exactly anymore. <laughs> 14. Uh, 14 and 17. 14 and 17 is probably about the right number now. Um, they're, I mean, they're just, they're great. Um, I did not have Blackbird, and I really like some of those cigars. Mm-hmm. Like the Crow, I think it is. No. The Raven. The Raven. Um, and there's some ones of those where I just went, wow. Yeah. Banger. Some the, of them the, I want. The not my flavor. Yeah. Not my flavor profile, but really nice cigar. Yeah, like the Finch. So is much my variety normal, in that. It's, it's so awesome. just just talking a little bit about that. that mm-hmm. And that guy was, man, that guy oof, had to take a nap after that guy. Fun show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um uh so I'm gonna bring up Viva because I don't think Steve has Viva on the list. Mm-mm. Um uh, and then we'll just take a roll if we, we roll have the, the dice list. to see what else is on there. Let's see what else is on there. And I have a specific Viva. So um I and I I don't know which one came first, but I love the standard Toro Crook of the Crown. Now mm-hmm. I the I think the best is the Club Five Hundred, but wait, the, the Club Five Hundred is is the best. You said Stolen Throne. No, he's saying the standard Viva. For cigars. Oh, Viva. Yeah, okay. No, the Viva La Vida. Oh, okay. The, I think the Club 500 is their best. Yeah. Now you, I'm not saying, but the the Toro, which I think was the first one that came out. I, of the of the Viva Viva La Vida, mm-hmm. um, so I'm just taking that as their first yeah. one. Um, I smoke the shit. To, I I, have so, I don't know how I have so many Viva La Vida Toros in my humidor at home. Yeah, but it's seriously I reach because I have a big marine cooler by the side of my bed, just in case there's a cigar emergency <laughs> in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. You never know. You, you never know. There was Saturday night. <laughs> our, our Friday night. I uh-huh. couldn't sleep at 3 in the morning, yeah. 3.30 in the morning, and I went, well, I might as well smoke a fucking cigar. So I reached in there for a cigar I found. Just blindly reached in there in the dark. Yeah. Viva la vida. Can't, can't go wrong with it. Right. So I don't I don't know which one Toro. came first, but I know the first one I ever saw and laid eyes, yeah. laid eyes on and had in my hand was the torpedo. Um, then, yeah. So, so. I, I have in my main humidor, the marine cooler, I have, I have, Crook of the Crown, Toros. I have Stolen Throne, and it's like a, it's, it's, I think of it as a Toro. Yeah. And then I have a shit ton of Fuentes. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Just in that humor. <laughs> so. so, so Viva la Vida. Um, so my, my next one is the Crook of the Crown. Um, I put that one on my list. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. We're going to seven now, and we went from nine to seven now. Right. 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 Um, I just think that's a, that's, a, I mean, it's a banger. You it's know? a banger. So, uh, and Crook of the Crown's obviously on my list as well. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to be shocked by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I, I, I don't know which I'm going to go with, uh, with United. Oh, and, but I'm, a, I, the thing is I couldn't find anything, which one came first, but the, but the, uh, the Atabay, um, okay. Is there light, Connecticut blend, full yeah. flavor, buttery, creamy, really nice. They're higher end. I don't know if that came around the same time as just the classic Maduro, which we've had before. Yep. Um, couldn't find that out, but that one was another boutique one, which is going to be boutique heavy segment of this. Yep. Um, so I'm going with the, uh, the I really like the Atabay Maduro, or I'm sorry, the uh, United Maduro. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of the Atabay. I know everybody at this point is gasping out loud. I don't like it either. No, you did like the, the Atabay. Not the the real light, mild one. I mean, I think it's a fine cigar. Yeah, it's a well-made cigar. It's just not my flavor. You give me a choice between that and United Maduro. Yeah. Once again, gasping out loud. I smoke the United Maduro all the time. For sure. I think I just, my yeah, taste. No, it's, it's a solid Maduro. If I'm going Connecticut, 
oh, you know what? I came up with another one. <laughs> if I'm going with a Connecticut, uh, I might be smoking a super Connecticut. Oh, you know, so that was on my list as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I which I was, I was, I was thinking that nobody would remember that one. So I had, I had, <laughs> I had the super Connecticut on mine. Right. Right. <laughs> Great segment guys. <laughs> right. This is tight. My music stuff's going to be much better, but I, you said this is going to be hard. And I went, how hard can this be? And then today, cause yeah. I thought I'd pick off some from some mainstream bands. Uh-huh. Uh, there's nothing in mainstream brands. I mean, they just, there's nothing new yeah. that they've done. Like I was thinking, like I'd pick off something from San Cristobal, but there's so little information on who blends any of that stuff, yeah. and it's the same people. And so you'd have to go back to like when I was like five on some of that stuff. Yeah, if you look at like Fuente or Placencia or some right. of those, like yeah, Carlito. That's, I mean, what, yeah, what are I you going to pick? How do you eight nine eight? I don't know. I don't know how you would even know, know what, what his first what cigar first was. was right. You know, because I did research on that today. I was yeah. going to try to figure out what the first Fuente cigar was. <laughs> And pick that up, but I couldn't tell who blended it and what it was. Yeah. Because I was going, well, I mean, there's a winner, right? We, we need to have. Because there's yeah. not a bad Fuente. So, and that's like with San Cristobal, the first one was the original San Cristobal, but that's a Papine blend, right? Right. So technically that's a, that's a new cigar, but it's not by a new blender yeah. and it's not by a new company. So right. that's where the gray area we, comes in and makes it really difficult. We need to find a cigar historian and... Mo. Like, like really do and like really try to figure out like, all right, what was the first Padron? What was the well, first Fuente? The what other was the part first? of that is like with Fuente, there's pro I probably know somebody that was there when they first launched like the first Fuente, like actual. Yeah. This is the first cigar we put on the market, but that cigar probably doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Right. And none of us have smoked that cigar. No. We have no idea what yeah. that is, right? Well, it's like, I mean, think of like... Uh, 100-year-old like, companies. Well, like like Jesus Martinez's dad. Like, he was blending, you know, way back when. So, I mean, it's just like, you could... Yeah. We're still... Right. Like, we, we've been smoking for so long, but it still goes back so far in, into the past that we're just... We're doing this disservice. We'll, we'll quit bitching about the... <laughs> the parameters that you guys set that I said was going to be hard. It was fucking hard. Wow. My next one on the list is uh, the Four Kicks by Crowned Heads. So um, that's good. When stuff. General bought CAO, they split off on their own. Uh, John Huber and I don't remember the other guy's name, and I apologize for that. But they split off on their own and decided to make their own cigar. Um, and that was the first one that they came out with was the Four Kicks, and that thing is still. It's a good cigar. One of the best. Not, it is. Yeah. It's a really good cigar. The LE is better, but that is yeah, good splitting hair. But uh, Four Kicks is really, really good. I yeah. like I like the San and the the uh, the Mexican wrapper one that we had mm -hmm. at the event the other day. The other day, last month, two months ago, whatever that was. Right, last year. Yep. Um. So I guess so. We already kind of touched on the Super Connecticut, which was which was on on mine. But uh, the other one was. Again, the brand, which I think it was the Guild, was the first one. I'm, Sam will might have to check me on that, but uh, but Crux, you know, they went through a rebrand a few years ago. Um, but I've got some of the OG brand uh, bands in my humidor, but I I'm not sure which one it was. I believe it was the Guild, um, but Crux, uh, okay. their first one, you know, yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah. solid cigar. It's it's interesting with that rebranding how it changes so many people's perspective of the mm -hmm. cigar, you know? Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, Aganorsa, like nobody knew the name Aganorsa until Terrence Riley came around. 
and started putting it on everything. Right. You know, and now it's like Hagen Norse is one of those staple brands that you you almost have to have in your humidor. Yeah. Uh, but they had been around forever and ever and ever and making tobacco and rolling cigars for everybody. But nobody really smoked their stuff a ton, right? Mm-hmm. They've got the Casa Fernandez, and there's a couple others that had been out for a long time. But when it went to the new the new boxes and the mm-hmm. new bands, same thing with Crux. Boom. When they redid all that, it just blew it up. And they blend for Crux. And yeah. It's just like, yeah. It, it was, um, we, we had Sam on. And we talked a lot about that. I don't know that the blends of the cigars changed much, if at all. Yeah, not much. <clears throat> so it was really a, just but a perce- chance. But I mean, just look at perception. Like, perception changes everything. And it's, yeah, but there were some sure. innovations in that. It wasn't just like suddenly they put naked girls on the label. Cause, and, the, and I'm not <laughs> saying that's what they did. But it wasn't just, just a sexy rebranding. It, it looks sharp. I'm not from, saying yeah, that. From, from top to bottom. But the, the five pack, yeah. the five pack design and the way the box changed and the labeling of the cigars the way they did, those yeah. were really innovative changes. And so when we talk about Crux and we say, listen, they rebranded it and suddenly it got it got shelf space and all that. It wasn't just that suddenly it was more colorful and it was brighter and, and drew attention. It was those things. But they changed the way that they did this, uh, some things that were sig- really significant. Like the, the old, yeah. the old school brands and companies aren't going to really change mm. their boxes, but like of the newer people, I'm kind of surprised like more people aren't doing like when no. you see the tasting notes and stuff like that, like the that tasting was just, notes and that the was five just pack genius thing. thing. The five pack thing, you're, you're starting to see some adjustments. A little, a little more You're getting the prehumidified <clears throat> yep. fresh packs is yeah. what yeah. most people are calling them. That's, that's kind of the more popular thing, but, it's still five but packs. Crux, it's very unique with Crux with the five packs on the shelf with the, the box. The, the, yeah, I mean, Davidoff's doing that with the shop and shop display and, yeah. Yeah. and Crux, and they're about the only ones that are doing it that way. Yeah. And it works. I mean, absolutely. You know, if you're going to pick up three of them, you see the five pack, you're like, well, hell, I may as well just buy the five pack. Yeah, convenient five pack. A yeah. little, little more protection. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It so. works on me every time. Does it? It does work <laughs> yeah. very of yeah. the, of yeah. the moment. It is mm-hmm. her jam. Yeah. So I'm out of cigars. That's that's all. Yeah, I got one more, Steve. Yeah, you got another one. Nope. All right, I've got um, Illusione. Mm. So oh. it was self-titled. Their first cigar, their yep. first release. There's a lot of self-titled on all both of my <laughs> yeah. lists. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor um, Swift. Taylor Swift. I think. <laughs> I think that was um, for a, a a person that owned a shop to be able to create the brand. With the marketing that he did, yeah. um, that makes it stand out because it's not very flashy, right? It's pretty plain packaging, yep. um, but everything kind of like with Crown Heads has some sort of story to it or meaning to it. A lot of them are conspiracy theories and things like that. And so he literally just took an idea and said, "Well, I'm going to put this on a cigar, and and it's going to be kick ass." And here I am, and and still to this day, that's probably one of their best sellers. Yep. That original release. It is very distinctive and it's sharp looking. Yeah. Yep. And banger cigar. Banger cigar. So glad we got those back in the shop too. Like yep. the Gigantes. Like for somebody who loves that, you know, grandma's attic, old book, like that, mm-hmm. man, top of the list for me for, I'm getting for cigars you like a that. Book in your grandma's attic <laughs> for Christmas. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, y'all want to get to the meat of the show now? I do. Of what we we can Let's all talk about the cigar first. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, What's the name of it, Aaron? Uh, Los 
Santos. Close. That's so I good. so here's the thing. I want to say <laughs> Los Santos because it's from like GTA from Grand Theft Auto was Los Santos Customs. The gamer in me wants to say that, but I know it's not that, but it's Statos. Statos? Yeah. It's that. So what does uh, it mean, Aaron? Don't know. <laughs> it means I'm going to mess up how it's supposed to be said. Yeah. I do not do these great cigars any service when it no. comes to <laughs> pronunciation or, really, or anything We need to get like you that. in like a Spanish oh, uh, Rosetta Stone. I, I have a hard enough time with English. I've been speaking yes. over 38 years. <laughs> It's the last yes, thing. I, I, yes. I speak construction. Can see? I can't even see. Oh it. my god! I speak construction <laughs> Spanish. Now he's speaking German. <laughs> that's that's all I could do. Um, this is my second time having this. When I had it Thursday for the first time, I loved it. It's really nice. What'd you say the wrapper was? Uh, Cameroon? No, I think it's uh, Sumatra. Sumatra. That's right. Yeah, I love a nice Sumatra wrapper. I don't smoke enough of those, but it's lovely. I really enjoy this. A little bit of nuttiness to it. Nice retro hail on it. Beautiful wrapper, a little bit oily. Really nice. I'm, I'm digging it. And I like a band that's not glossy and like really uh, like shiny. Like this is a flat paper band. Yeah. It, it's, it's simplistic, but it also, it kind of like throws itself at you because it's not a typical rectangular band. It has a little some curves in it and stuff. So I like, yeah, it. we all know we like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been well-documented. <laughs> Mo, <laughs> what do you think? You like this car? So far, so good. Nice. It's easy to smoke for me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not I, what I'm worried about whenever he introduces me to a new cigar is, do I get that, that feeling in the back of my throat that I'm going to, throw up if, it, if it's too strong yep. for me but this one's an easy smoke yeah you never had those before have you yeah i didn't even think about that think about that yeah so it's how do, good yeah it's really good it's uh it, it does i definitely get the smatra um, for sure um but enjoyable mm-hmm. it's not overpowering in any way it's not super complex no. which we'll see by the end of it if i get bored with it but right now i like it yeah i love it all right music um, how are we gonna do this let me ask do y'all have just five or do you have OLIs? I have, uh, so here's my here, five. Here's the debate. I, here's my he, OLIs. Why does he call it OLIs? Because he can't say OL. Outside looking in. Okay, Outside that does looking. not mean the same. I don't think it means what you think it means. It does. No, nothing means it's an, what it's, it actually They are honorable mentions, it's a sport, right? It's a, sport, thing, it's yeah. a sports termination. It's the same thing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 20 minutes. We spent oh, 20 right. minutes, the first five. We call Tough. it the oil pick. Oil pick because <laughs> we're making fun of Aaron, but um, yeah, we say I do have oils. I do so. too. I have, oh, oh, look at here. I have six here. oils. I did not. <laughs> Shit, it's just hard. Th- this was hard. To, this was a hard one to How, narrow it down. Do to we want to go oils first? Yeah, let's or? do it. Let's get those out of the way. Okay. Um, do we want to do one at a time oils or do we want to do all? Let, yeah, let's just get all the all the all the OLIs. So you just go through all your oils and then <laughs> he called it oil too. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I fucking. That's been you. our mission. <laughs> all right. Oh! So mine. <laughs> so mine. Um, we've talked. And so off off air, I want a song from each one of these albums. I'm going to throw it onto the playlist that we have that we haven't added to. Oh, I wish I'd in like I'd six come months up with more. So just like off off yep. air, give me those. So. My first uh, OLI is already on the list, so that's why it's on there. Um, but it's self-titled uh, Rage Against Machine first album. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good choice. 
Awesome. Yep. It's fucking amazing one. album. Uh, my second one is um, Bayside's first um, album called Sirens and Condolences. You guys broke your own rules here. So what? You told me pick a top five. Mm-hmm. But I said, but you know, you know, there's going to be outside looking ins. It's just how it is. Oil, oil, oil. <laughs> it's uh, it's my uh, oil is oil, 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 <laughs> which is an Australian group. Yeah. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So Bayside and Rage, there's, Steve. There's outside. There's always oil. If you can come up with it. So you only had two. I only had two. Wow. I know. Look at you. She's got like a list of fifty <laughs> over there. I have a full list of ten. I had five oils. Oh Jesus! So Christ. you go. You go first. Mark. No. And we're, we're doing this uh, in order of height. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so where do I, <laughs> I can go next if you want. <laughs> but but I mean, you can go next. I'll let you go first. Uh, you want me to list out all five? Yes. Okay. Um, Oasis, definitely, maybe. Maybe. It'd be uh, that their, one. Their first album. Yep. Oh, wait. Definitely or maybe? Oh, that's the name of the album? Yeah. Oh, okay. Definitely, maybe. <laughs> um, Fucking amateur. Is that Wonderwall? <laughs> That is not the, the album it's with Wonderwall. Nope. Um, Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine was oh, a, yeah. was a, uh, a pretty I just realized how much I like Mo because I debated that one as well. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Um, the Killers, Hot Fuss. Oh, damn it. That was a I great... I did not. That was a great album, but I did not debate but that But there was a part of it's me that didn't a, want to like it. Such a good album. Know. Because no. it was so poppy. But you know that's the Killers? A, that's you know where the Killers solo. are from? Vegas. No. Vegas. Oh, okay. That's why I'm hoping that they play next year when it, the they Super played, Bowl's in they Vegas. Just played, they just played it. It's We've we've had this conversation. You need to stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be Jason Aldean, dude. The Arcade Fire Funeral. Okay, I know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one. And Lord. Yeah. I saw that. Royals. So I, I That's came, a really great album. I came up with my list, and then I went to Rolling Stones' top 100 uh, album, uh, debut albums. And I saw that one, and I went, it's like 17 or something. And I went, I think I know who she, she is, right? <laughs> she, is, she, is she still around? She, yeah, um, but the, you don't actually yeah. have to still be around to have a debut album that's a banger. Well, no, I, I didn't. I didn't know if she would be classified as like a one-hit wonder. No, she she has. Um, no, I think she's she still has okay. another one. Yep, those are good. Yeah, the top two, like I debated on my list. So mine, um, I'm older than you, of course. Uh, REM and taller and taller. Yeah, uh, REM murmur. Okay, so yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, Radio for Europe. There's yeah. just yep. a ton of bangers on that. Um, I, I assume this one's going to be on a couple of people's list. GNR Appetite for Destruction. Oh, oh that's on mine. Okay. It's <laughs> that's on, on mine my real too. top five. It's right. on mine too. <laughs> right. Um, it didn't make mine. Um, ban music from the big pink. Okay. I don't you know, know that one. Don't you don't even one. know who that is. Uh-uh. Last two pop, pop ones or last three, two pop ones. Uh, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. <laughs> But here's the deal. First of all, uh, I'm not as big a Taylor Swift fan as my wife is, but Taylor Swift comes on and you sing along. And that first album was so good. Okay. So um, Shake It Off is, I mean, I mean, that's one of the best, like, first of all, you know, hype songs, whatever you want to yeah, call it. No, like, come that on. Is, that is not a, a hype song. Yes, it, it is. is. Totally it's a, a hype song. song. It's a good First song. of all, you have a billion 15-year-old girls in the room and you play that song and you're in the crowd, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you thought mosh pits as right. crab you, core you, was, was right. weird. You crab core mosh pit, but uh-huh. guys, nothing. No. <laughs> um, 
Songs in A Minor by Alicia Keys. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> just a, just an album that I listen to occasionally, used to listen to all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Her voice is spectacular. That album has five or six top songs. Just great, great album. That really made an impact because she was doing <sighs> something that not a lot of people were doing at that time. Oh, mm-hmm. so, just, yeah. just, just great first song and then um because he passed last year and because he's come back onto my radar like he should have been the whole time john prine john prine um it has uh angel from montgomery on it oh yeah and it has sam stone on it which are two of the great singer songwriter songs ever written angel from montgomery as you all know uh now has been sung by eric first of all white dude wrote a song about a black woman um, uh, and her struggles. So just as songwriting goes, that's an impressive stretch. Um, and Susan Tedeschi sings that song. It's one of my favorite songs. So that's my six. So Steve I'll, has I'll give you one. Okay, that's great. Um, so Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. Okay. I saw that on the list, and I thought, even as an old white guy, that's a pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, he. I'm looking at the list, and there's some of that stuff, and I'm going, I don't even know a fucking song on this one. But the Jay Z <laughs> one, because I don't. Like, I'm looking at it and going, I don't. Billie Eilish doesn't rate for me, but the Jay Z one, I want. Eh, yeah, good. I mean, that's, that's. That deserved to be on the list. He drew the attention back to that section of hip hop. I mean, yeah. right. plus. Revolutionary. So good. So yeah, good. really good. In, in so yep. many ways. Okay. So we're now to our top five, top right. five, our true top and fives. Everybody needs to say if yours are in order. Okay. So Mark, you start off. And mine is in order. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. number five. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just first of all. Do, the, the original Doom Metal. Original Doom Metal. Doom. <laughs> um, <clears throat> went in one day. Um, <laughs> three three run throughs in the uh, in the in the songs they were recording. Fucking guitar player says, "How many times are we going to do this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what we're doing here. So Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Are yeah, you going to pick a song a good from that album? I, I I'm going to have to think. About yeah, we'll it. do okay. that off air. This is one that I'm not. I'm, I'm, I want to. This is one album that I'm going to pause. There's a couple albums where I'm going to go. I don't have a song on that. There's the other, the top three. I, I probably can. No, I'm gonna later. All right. Plus, I think I've already chose Sabbath, but possibly. So mine are not in order. Um, and since we already talked about this one, I'll just Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction is. What's your song up? It's got to be there. Um, so take me down to paradise. Anyway. That one's good. Welcome to the jungle. When I was in high school playing football. Now that is a hype song. Yes, that is definitely a hype song. Shake It Off is also a hype song. You just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. He um, clearly hasn't been mauled by half I was in high school. Girls. That's right. I was in high school. We uh, we were the Tigers, and they called our, our football stadium the Jungle. Oh, and so nice. they played that and Back in Black. That's the our, perfect song then. I know, right? Yeah. Our, our jerseys were black and pants were black, so that was yeah. so that's my song on that album. Like, that's it's, a good one. It's legendary at this point, right? As the person who remembers that coming out. Yeah, that was way before my time. <laughs> right, right. As the person who remembers that coming out. Um, in a way that a lot of albums that they s- describe as being revolutionary. That album seemed so impactful at the time. Mm-hmm. So, great, great kickoff. Well, and, I mean, you talk about plus just the music. Like, not even necessarily the lyrics. Like, 
slash. You slash on the guitar? Like, I'm not. Come on. I mean, Axel's okay. Mm-hmm. Slash maybe is definitely in the top five best guitarists of all time. He's he's, he's got to be he's right gotta there. He's got to be in the discussion. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I love the, I don't, is it the Geico commercial or the whatever commercial? <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a Slash uh, auditioning to be the guitarist in your band. He plays like four bars and they're like, stop, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. I mean, he's just, he's just money. Yeah. Yep. All right. Mine are in order as well. Um, So I'm starting off with uh, Panic at the Disco, a fever you can't sweat out. Were they just here or they're coming here? Panic in the Disco, did I just see an announcement that they're coming? I don't know. I haven't seen that. Okay. I cannot tell you a single song that I I don't. Do you? I don't know any songs. I know who they are because I am friends with your husband. Yeah. (laughs) So but, I've heard of the band. I just don't so know. An, another. I don't know if I can. So when this came out, they were a band. They're from Vegas. Um, it is now pretty much just Brandon Yuri, which is the lead singer, and he is just the he's the only one left. So he has like a a, a band ensemble, but he still goes by Panic at the Disco. So sure, he's really just Panic though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, at at the Disco is not around anymore. Right. right. <laughs> But they're they're from they're from Vegas as well. So there's a ton of well, I mean, you think about it. There's probably a lot of artists there. Yeah. What's the other one? Um, there's three or four acts that are like that type of music, which you know that sort of edgy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say pop music because that would be totally insulting. It's 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 yeah. but it has a pop aspect it's, to it's it. It's emo based, definitely one hundred percent for yeah. sure. But there's a, there's a lot of bands like that. The yep. Killers were I think the first, and yeah. then. Yeah, so I think I think the Killers came out in in oh four, yeah. and I think this one came out in oh five, oh five, oh six. I think he was, I think he was seventeen when this one was recorded. Seventeen or eighteen when when the, when this came out. Like they were all just freshly out of high school. Yeah. So all right, Mo. Okay, mine are not in order, but since we already talked about it, Appetite for Destruction, GNR. Um, my favorite song is Paradise City on that one. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Paradise City. Yeah. <laughs> him, him swinging back and forth like a snake. In, in my opinion, one of the best, probably the best hair bands of that time. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yep. I agree. It, it, and truly, truly distinctive. Um, so, uh, the, the next one I'm going to have probably won't be on anybody's list so i'm just sitting here and thinking um um i'm just thinking through um i I, the rest are dangerous um but uh my next one is the clash Mm. the clash Mm -hmm. yeah um there are 48 songs on that first album so i'm not sure that i can identify (laughs) which is my favorite song out of that um uh, i've said this um they're my favorite punk uh, band punk band yeah Said that clearly, said that loudly. The most uh, musical of all the punk bands um, could actually play their instruments. Yes, I'm criticizing uh, some of the other bands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I thought their edge was right on. 
they obviously kicked the door right in. Oh yeah. Right out of the gate. Um, started that new wave. And yeah, they started. So, I mean, you hear guys like, uh, Tom, uh, Morello and other people talk about mm -hmm. the clash who are significant, right? Rage yeah. guy and, and all those other guys. And they talk about the clash in the way that other bands talk about the Beatles and all that uh -huh. stuff. So the clash are, are Fun fact, my uncle, when he was in college in um, in Wisconsin, took a summer off to follow the Clash, and he has photographs oh, of the cool. concert, right. so we got to ask him really? for those pictures. Uncle yeah. Larry. Oh, okay. Who would that be? Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. that I, I'm dogging people who follow the, the, the Grateful Dead and all that stuff, because, you know, the Grateful Dead are awesome. Yeah, Deadheads, awesome. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. But following the Clash... That'd be pretty cool. That's pretty badass. <laughs> what about Juggalos following uh, ICP? Yeah. Right, right. That's yeah. a different. That's right. a different following. Right. That's a different following. That doesn't. Right. It's probably closer to the Clash than it is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, the Clash is, is is that album was significant in yeah. my childhood, or yeah. in my I should say my young adulthood. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because that, that's really where it was. So. All right, so my next one is uh, Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Uh, so that one, I that was almost on mine. Yeah. I certainly thought about it. Um, I actually thought Mo would pick it. Um, uh, it was on there. It's just such a revolutionary sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it changed the way it did. we kind of look at hip-hop and metal. And hip -hop yeah, I mean, mixed. it kind of mixed all Once of it again. together. Thinking about well, McEwen on on the herf because he looks just like Rick Rubin, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so one night him and I, I tell I'm going to tell this story really quick. Him and I are on the herf with Nigel, and uh, I said, "Has anybody ever told you that?" Because I had told Kevin this that I thought McEwen was actually Rick Rubin in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Because he looks like a dead banger for Rick Rubin. And I said, "Has anybody ever told you that you look just like Rick?" <laughs> and he goes, yes. <laughs> and so him and I, we have another guy that looks like Snoop Dogg, and him and I have joked that we should do a podcast with those two, yeah. as Rick Rubin and, and <laughs> Snoop Dogg. So. But, I mean, the, you know that, <clears throat> I bring that up because it was revolutionary in the fact that, think about who the careers they'll launch are, the Beastie Boys and Rick Rubin. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, it, and it came out in a Oof. time where, was, where in the, in the hip-hop rap game you had – like LL Cool J doing kind of like not not the gangster style and then Beastie Boys where gangster style was coming into play but they were still doing like a, a fun like party aspect of it yeah although it was sort of mocking of that oh yeah definitely 100% <laughs> Well, I've, I've had to point that out to Paula that fight for your right to party is actually not about fighting for your right to party <laughs> <laughs> well and it, it, you look at the groundwork that that laid i mean limp biscuit mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. that very influential in that the, in that style of music yeah. you know i mean that well, really I think it even goes and to some degree you could say eminem right with the angry yeah. kind of vocals mixed in with the hip-hop that or you can even I go mean, to some of his clean dirty stuff you could yeah. even go even that direction because that stuff was was i think you can go a lot of directions well, and what a lot sure. of people don't realize is you know with Beastie Boys is like, so my favorite is the album that comes after that. I forget the name of it, but it has like Sabotage. Like they actually play the instruments. Ill communication. Yeah, yeah Ill communication. Like they actually play those instruments while yeah. rapping mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's just like mu musicians across the board. 
Because yeah. that album plays well. into, and I'm forgetting the band, the band that uh, Chester... Uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, yeah. I think it plays into that. And, Absolutely. <clears throat> um, and just think of all the things that spawned off of that. So I think yeah. that's a great choice of a, a first one. Yep. All right, so my next one is a band that l- the three you have not heard of, well, other than Mobius, she probably has because she listens to it with me. But I don't know how many people out there listening to this has ever heard of them. Um, so they only had one album ever come out. Um, and to Rick me, Rick Astley, <laughs> never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. Um, to me, I think it is a perfect album as well, and that's Ooh. that's big for me to say. I think every single song in this is perfect. It's a perfect album, and they only ever did one album, and it's a self-titled, and it's from Your Best Friend. It's a very obscure band, which a lot of people have not heard of on their Spotify listens where you can see the monthly listeners. They only average about less than 400 listens a month. So they are not, nobody ever listens to them, but I think it's an absolute perfect album that I want everybody to listen to. How can you to. call it a perfect album? I just think it's a perfect album. I think there's some perfect albums yeah. out there. A perfect, right. a, a perfect album to me. Front which, to back. Front to back. There's no skipping. And honestly, that's kind of how I base. Or no desire to skip. That's how I base this list off of is where uh-huh. you do not have to skip a song. It is is perfect. And that to me okay, is, I see what you're saying, is yeah. a perfect album. Every song's a banger. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. would yep. say that for yeah. everything on mine, I I, I don't skip so yeah, any I, songs. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, you on a perfect album, though, there's no skipping. There's no desire to skip. Mm-hmm. All of them are in like sequence with yeah, each other. Yeah, they order. flow together. Yeah. They flow yeah. together. I think even albums where I don't have the desire to skip, some of those aren't perfect albums. Yeah. I think, for example, Eric Church, Chief, which is his best album. I just put that on and it just flows. And every song I just sing right into the next one. Yeah. And that is his perfect album. See, to, like to, to me, a perfect album is an album I will buy on a 45 where you can just put on the record player and just let it play yeah, because there's, play. there's no skipping involved. There's no, you don't, you don't worry about it. Yeah. And you know what the next song is mm-hmm. and you're excited about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. I'm Good. Not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not one of those 400 people. <laughs> Me yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the Never thing. Heard I, of them. I, I think, I think you would, I think you would actually I'm, like them. Well, so I'm going to listen. You give so, a chance. Yeah. Do they, do, do they sing that best friend song? Um, let's be friends <laughs> is that it with marky mark yeah that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna play next time we're, on, we're playing golf <laughs> oh god that guy passed away recently didn't he who who marky mark mark no no, no. mark Wahlberg? bismarck bismarck bismarck, oh, bismarck. 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 Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he died a couple yeah, years ago did, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which we listen let's, to that on golf course all the time yeah, yeah. we do yeah. 90s hip-hop is our golf music because mm-hmm. we can good. both agree on it <laughs> All right, Mo. Uh, Pearl Jam, 10. I knew that was going to be on your list. That's why it's not Yeah, it's a good one. I remember asking for that for Christmas. Yep. It's a great album. I would I would say that's almost a perfect album as well. Like yeah. every that's song good is album. so yeah. good. And yeah. it does flow. It's, mm-hmm. um, that's a good album. It's not, it was not considered on my list, but <laughs> I remember when that came out and with all of the, all of the, uh, well, I almost said nonsense. A lot of the junk that came out of that generation the of grunge, music, yeah, grunge nonsense, and there was yeah. a lot of grunge nonsense. Yeah. That was a that was there were some exceptions out of that, mm-hmm. and that was clearly one of them. Because yeah. I, I, I like him a lot. I just, I just have a big crush on Eddie Vedder. Big I'm crush. shocked. 
<laughs> I, think, is, I think you have is, a type. Eddie Vedder, yeah. me, um, uh, Metallica, Hatfield, yeah. Yeah, James Hatfield. He's Peter the top James. of the top, though. Yeah. John from Peter James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Number three. Um, so the first two have been uh, doom metal, although I prefer to think of it as hard rock, um, and punk rock. And now we're going to um, go even a little heavier. Yacht rock. With Chris Stapleton travel. No, no. Um, to me, to me, um, this is a perfect album, as Aaron describes it. It was, first of all, um, uh, and I've described his last album as the best album from last year, even though Eric Church released an album, so you have to know how good that album is. Mm-hmm. This album has, uh, was it 25 on there? Um, it has... These songs come on. I recommended this to Mo, this album to Mo. For to, my dad. For his dad, for her dad. And um, this album is just fantastic. It's number three for me. It's on my list as well. <laughs> so I'll just go ahead and say that's that's the next one on my list. Um, yeah, Traveler, Nobody to Blame, Parachute. Nobody to Blame. I mean, nobody to blame. Six. I mean, it, <sighs> I mean, those are just, you feel those songs, you know? He is, um, I think we... Uh, I know that you and I are the only two country music fans here, although Mariel is <clears throat> a little here and there, a little here and there. She'll <laughs> listen to some good country music. Um, we're in a generation of really good country music songwriters of certain types. Yeah. And he is it um, probably at the top of the mountain. I love Eric Church's songwriting yeah. because it speaks to me. Um, but I mean, uh, in th- this most recent album, he really got back to it and yeah, just, I, agree. I mean, cold, I mean, damn. And then yeah. you just, um, and then, um, it's a good way to describe it. I mean, he, he just, this album was perfect. So it, like Aaron said, you just, you, you dropped the needle. Yeah. Let it play. Turn well, it up to 10. It's, there's an interesting split in country music right now. Cause you've got kind of the outlaw style, like you would call Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Eric Church is kind of on the edge of that. And then you've got like the. The pop country, right? right? Arena, so, arena country, or yeah, yeah. and there's bro, a bro very country. big gap between the yeah. two. Yeah. But, but my, country music fans are country music fans; like they don't care, which is interesting. But it's a I, I don't remember it being, so and divided. there probably was before my time, like when you go back to the Hank Junior days and stuff like that. It, there was a shift there. Yeah, um, but that was, was before me, so I don't really know about that. But you know what? But Ironically, now Luke Combs is going to be considered more on the sort of bro countryside, to quote Aaron. But Houston, we got a problem, which is one of his B-sides that comes on every time. Jam it up to 10, sing at the top of my voice. See, I feel like he's kind of in that middle section. You know, just, he's kind of between the two. I love his... So, to me, this is my rule of all... This is Mark's rule of music. You've all heard this. There are people who I fucking like, and I'm on. Uh, I'm unapologetic yeah. about every single damn one of them. Yep. I'm and with so, you. like Casey Musgraves, who people hate, like like country music people hate, I just groove on her. I'm unapologetic about that. Like, I love follow, her voice. <clears throat> love her voice. Love her songwriting. Just like um, follow your arrow is one of my. I debated putting it on my list, and then I thought, well, that's like a deep country thing, so like probably won't play well. But it's so. so she's great. I didn't put Sturgill on my list, although Ugh. he is probably one of my absolute favorite artists. Yeah, 100%. Um, but 
uh, I don't I don't remember what his debut album was, and he was with a band before that, and so it's again this is kind of a muddy area. He but was with the uh, Truckers, no, no, he had a band. Um, oh, I don't the Sunflowers or something like that. Right. I don't remember what the name of it was. Yep. Um, I mean conceptually, uh, you know, you could Chris, say Stapleton. Yeah, he was. You could say, I mean, even, bluegrass band. He was in the bluegrass bands. The uh, Steel Drivers. Steel Drivers. I mean, men, men that trained to Memphis. Well, and he wrote songs for everybody. I mean, he's been in the music business for twenty plus years, writing for everyone. Yeah, got up, got up this morning, burnt my coffee. Yeah, it's for Darius, right? I mean, he's written like "Drink a Beer" for Luke Bryant. I mean, yeah. he's written songs for the Bro Country guys. He's written songs for the our hardcore guys. He writes stuff for himself. Yeah, it's impressive. All right, so that was my third. I don't know if he's wrote for hardcore guys. I'm just hardcore country guys. Oh. <laughs> Get in the pit. Um, <laughs> You'd so, be surprised. He's so talented as a, he, he might, he as might a be writer. He could. So I just thought of something. Um, just be, we're saying these are debut albums, but they're not the their best albums. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them. Although okay. that one may be Stapleton's best. So I the yeah. first one. Yeah. I mean, we could sit here and, and split a hair between that one and the most recent one. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, the song about Mag, Maggie's song. Yeah. I mean, geez. That make you cry. Every fucking time. So I, it's a song I, about burying your dog. It'll kill me every time. Yep. So and I, I had a dog named Maggie. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, every fucking time. It makes me cry. Go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. Um, I don't know if this is going to be on anybody else's album. Probably won't be. So, but I forgot uh, OLI, so I'm just going to say it now. Um, but it's uh, Dave Matthews Band, Under the Table and Dream. Oh no. Good choice. That's a, that's a good one. So my next one, um, this is the debut album, and I believe is their best album at the same time. And they have, I think, five or six studio albums, which are all great, but I think this one is the best. Um, but it is uh, Thursday, uh, Full Collapse. No clue. Yeah, that, uh, I'm a little pissed off. Can't stand she cannot them stand his voice. Because he sounds like a woman having an orgasm. That's <laughs> what he sounds like. I'm actually, because it usually means He's good a things moaner. <laughs> He's a moaner. <laughs> I'm fond of sounds of women having <laughs> orgasms. Maybe time. that's why I like it so much. <laughs> right. Um, um, but I, I do I have ruined, that on my I list. I ruin it for him when I, whenever he comes on the radio or whenever he's playing it. I'm like. <laughs> no, no, do it. What do no. you do? <laughs> no, good call, Mo. That's a good call, Mo. Wait, she pulled it back at the last yeah. second. I yeah. saw that. She, she started it. to it. She thought about it. And then it. she pulled it back. Come on, she would have cut that out. Come on, drive up our listeners. <laughs> it would have. Um, um, but no, I, I do have that on my list. Who was it again? <laughs> uh, Thursday Full Clubs. That, Thursday that, Full, to, full to Clubs. To me, this is where I believe. Um, the emo genre really came into its own. Into full orgasm. This is yeah. <laughs> this is the album <clears throat> that first started. <coughs> choking. <clears throat> that first started it. Um, so w- in one of their albums, they have they came with a DVD as well. Back when you know you still <laughs> bought all albums and came with a DVD, and they were doing a documentary about this album. And so they went on tour, and this came out in 03 or 04, I forget. But this was right at the height of Napster and everything. So they were going to these shows where the album had just dropped dropped like that day. 
And he was saying like people in the crowd knew all the words to the song and they were just blown away. And he loved it how this Mm -hmm. album had just come out, but like it was new. The file sharing system was brand new to the internet and it was just never heard of before. And so it was, it was interesting seeing how you could really see where the, the internet file sharing system kind of had a, a distinctive start date and it was, you know, early two thousands Napster area, shit like that. Um, and so this one for me started the, I don't want to say the emo phase, but it got, it kind of switched my parameters of the music I listened to. So this more is of. the origin of emo Aaron. Yeah. That's yeah. where he started wearing eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With this album. When you bought the album, it came with the DVD, the CD, and the eyeliner. And eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it is funny when Napster and them came out. It did change the world sort of overnight. Now, we all live in that post sort of world, in a world that they figured out how to monetize that. Stuff oh, yeah. I, that stuff. I can only imagine how many viruses I gave my parents' computer through LimeWire. Like, yeah. it, 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 taking really seven hours that, to download a three-minute song. You know, I expected that state, statement to end earlier than it did. Um, so, uh, oh, porn, too. Tons of porn. <laughs> I, sorry, Mom. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Um, but Napster really changed the world. And at the time, it was... It was hard to imagine how it was going to change the world. But yeah. So I bought this album and my number two at the same time. And I'll get to that here shortly. Okay. All right. All right. So this one's a controversial one between myself and my husband. But I would call this, in your definition, a perfect album because uh-huh. I can listen to it from beginning to end. I just did it in, in the, I just listened to it before you all got here. Weezer. The Blue oh, Album. God. <laughs> he hates Weezer. I've seen them in concert multiple times. It's a it's great album. List. Yeah. It's a great album. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I enjoy Weezer, but I'm, I'm not, I obviously I did not it, consider it. Was, the, it was a point in time. Yeah. No. Uh, another fun fact is that Brian Bell is the guitarist and his sister, Leah Bell, is an artist. And my sister and Leah Bell became pen pals and they would exchange art. It's just oh, that's cool. really geeky things. Uh, Rivers but Como just Rivers Como. I have a huge crush on him too. Give me a break. <laughs> so apparently Mo is pro musician. <laughs> like they're I get like, learning an instrument, my yeah, friend. He, he doesn't know how to play an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get on that. He just looks like he does. It's funny. We had a so we had like our termite inspection a couple weeks ago, and so we've got that really nice uh Gibson hanging up in our living room. And the guy comes in, he's like, Oh, you play? I was like, nope, that's the wife's. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. Weezer, like I have a visceral reaction. Like whenever, I, it, comes, no, whenever it. it comes on in the radio <laughs> while we're driving, I change the station. I cannot listen to them. So, you know, what would be interesting is, and maybe as a bonus question tonight, we can talk about it. What is an artist song or album that causes you to instantly change it? And I tell you why I asked because Weezer, <clears throat> Weezer for you, because um, there was a large discussion in the, the Route 91 communities because somebody was saying for the first time uh, when she when she says our baby, which mm-hmm. is the song we call, which is a song where the sh- one of the shooting majority happened, Uh-oh. that they listened to it all the way through for the first time since the shooting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so then everybody was telling their story of the first time they listened to it through since the shooting. But the, somebody else said, so automatic change for me. Yeah. The song comes on, love the song. Automatic change has a triggering effect. <clears throat> triggering it. effect. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, there are songs that come on for me. Not that one anymore. I, I got. So we'll over. think about that one. That'll be. But the, that, the maybe the that'll be question. the bonus question. Yeah. So. 
So for me, the next one is... Numero dos. Numero dos. Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin. I knew that was going to be on not, I debated. Not the, their greatest album. Yeah, for not sure. the greatest not album. The greatest. Four but, is the greatest. <clears throat> yes. Is it four? Yep, four. Um, even though it has the god-awful song, uh, and it's <laughs> not a perfect album, <laughs> Stairway to Heaven, uh, four is the greatest. But um, they changed. They changed. That album was significant. It was important. I still enjoy listening to that album. Great debut album. Zeppelin, Zeppelin. I've yep. talked about Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. It, it linked. On I, I, I knew that was going to be on yep. your list somewhere. Yep. I looked at that one. I thought about putting it on there, but I didn't. It's, it's yeah. By the way, it's Steve, good. if you don't, you're not aware of this. I'm fond of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Mo and I might have discussed Stones, Led Zeppelin and Beatles one night for uh, an extended period. Of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's if a good you answered the Stones or Beatles question, are you a Stones or Beatles person? Because this is this was. Um, by the way, uh, Marielle's boyfriend is George Harrison. So think carefully. <laughs> yes, love of my life, love of my life, next to my husband. Um, G- George Harrison, love of the life. James Hetfield just wants to bang. Yeah. Just wants to bang <laughs> all day. <laughs> she has more energy than I do. So. Oh God. Um. All right. So my next one. Is um, Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die? Okay. Um, okay. Again, another album that I think changed hip hop forever. Um, Big Papa's on that one. Things Done Changed. Everyday Struggle. I mean, it, it's it's a great album. Again, on our golfing list. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember when that one came out. That was what early nineties, ninety two, ninety three. Um, I don't remember the year, but like, somewhere around. Like there. I, rem- I remember, I would have to go Maybe to ninety four. Like, I remember I would, I would have to go to friends' house to listen to that because I could oh, listen yeah. to that shit. At oh the, man, yeah. <laughs> my house. parents would have killed me. <laughs> you know? What I remember about that album when it came out was the, um, the East Coast West Coast mm-hmm. rivalry, and that's when it first became. Like, I, I started to find out about that. Death yeah. Row versus this Bad is, Boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some real shit. Yeah, I think they're still alive. By the way. Oh gosh! Nice. Hate Tup- to tell you, but Tupac, hate, and, Tupac and Biggie. Hate to break it to you, but they moved not. away. They moved away to Cuba. <laughs> okay, with Hitler. <laughs> no, that that was Argen- that was Argentina yeah. for him. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So my number two, I think. Oh, so so this is one I think that might be on Mo's list. I'm not sure, but she's I know she's running out of choices. She's running out of choices. So <laughs> I, it, it's coming. It's coming up maybe, but this is one where if it's not, I thought it would be on your top five or your outsides um but um this one is the strokes is this it no i wasn't a strokes fan until later till after till yeah like reptilia when that yeah reptilia reptilia that was the next one only because case i i grew up in la and that i was living in la at the time that the strokes came out and so when the strokes came out yes that sound coming back um kind of nostalgic kind of vintage sounding Every guy had the Strokes haircut. The the gutter punk looking yeah. kind of style. Yeah. Couldn't stand it. Yeah. But so it's a good zero, album. Zero out of ten would not bang. <laughs> would not bang. No, like like I love Definitely. I love Most the dead. I love them, but they, 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 he she she's right. Like it looks like they smell. Like yes. This, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, it, there's no other way to put it. Like kind of like it, how Motley Crue looked like they smelled. Yeah. <laughs> the I didn't get like close enough smell. to know. <laughs> 
it was that dirty, grungy. Yeah. yeah. No, the Strokes. I don't know. I don't know where I, it would be rock, but like what sub genre of that it would be. Maybe alternative, a little bit of emo, but like radio friendly kind of. But like they did whiny. start a revolution of that whiny. sound. Yeah. though. The there whiny, were tons of bands that rock. came out, but like, after like that. the 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 Killers, I would put them in the same, same category yeah. as that. Yeah, they did. And same same thing with like Panic at the Disco and Thursdays. So maybe more leaning, I guess, emo side on that. But that was that's my uh, my number two. Okay. All right. My this is the fourth one, right? So, um, speaking of like dirty, gritty, but in a good way for me, mm-hmm. the yeah yeah yeahs, Fever to Tell. They're very small. When you think about a small punk, um, grungy uh, bar in New York City, mm-hmm. that's the sound that they were putting out at that time. So, is that the record that we have? The yeah, yeah, yes. We have that the, we have a um, a different album. Oh, okay, but oh, no, um, it, it, it's not that album. Not this oh. album. The, but Fever to Tell is a really, really great album from beginning to end. A lot of screaming. <laughs> but it's really good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I know a ton of yes. I know who they I are. I know a ton. Yeah, I know I've heard some of their stuff, but I couldn't like pick it off the top of my head. She she's the one that got that I think I never listened to him before I met her. Really great live. Really okay. Great. That's it's important. Your fifth. Number one, Van Halen, Van Halen, listened to it yesterday. Yep. So we were talking about, <clears throat> so on my game that I play, which um, I'm playing again, um, a bunch of the old guys, we were laughing about how these kids have shitty music and we were making, <laughs> we were making fun of them cause they were all whatever. And we were, we were talking about great. And I, so I said, so what's a great debut album? I got to come up with a list for the podcast. And we all agree, agreed that this is the greatest uh, debut album. I listened to it again. It's just top to bottom. It just it starts with running. It just goes right through. It's just Eddie is a genius. David Lee makes it light and funny and and totally listenable, and it is perfect. It's a big party that album. As I jokingly said to one of the guys, <clears throat> you could probably uh, start a brewery with the amount of beer that I drank in a cornfield <laughs> listening to this album. This is a recycled joke that we probably said on the show before, but I don't know if it is. I want to say it again. Do you think Van Halen would be as big if they were called Lee Roth? Lee Roth. No. 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 Van Halen's a pretty badass name. That's a pretty cool name. <laughs> yeah. Was it them that the brother, one of them played the guitar, one of them played the drums. So Originally plays, they switched. I didn't know they switched, but one plays bass and one plays drums. Okay, so... No, one plays guitar. Eddie plays guitar. Yeah, he and, plays lead guitar. And the other plays bass, right? I thought it was bass, but maybe it's drums. Well, I might have the, I might, I'm pretty sure it's They're ben brothers. Hayden. No, the brothers, there's two brothers. Well, now, now, uh, Eddie and Eddie's son plays. No, yeah, Wolfgang. Eddie, Eddie, yeah, Wolfgang plays bass. So. Yep. Yeah, they're two brothers. In, in I know, I know. Band. I just can't remember if that's the, I don't the right the, band or not, but I heard a story and I, I want to say it was Van Halen. And yeah, they they had originally they were the other way. Oh, and I almost certain it was drums. Um, and he came in one day and and his brother was playing the drums and he's like, "Well, you're way better than I am, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna switch. <laughs> we're gonna switch." 
I, I tell you what, you hear the guitar playing. I mean, I mean, David uh, Lee Roth is great. I mean, <clears throat> and the the bass line's tight, but you hear Eddie playing all through that album, and, and I just I don't know that we're we probably do appreciate how great he was. Yeah, from the drop of that first album. I mean, like you hear the guitar mm-hmm. when he cre- just the run that he goes on the very first. Well, and he, and he crosses over and did, you know, stuff with Michael Jackson and just. He was awesome. But yeah. that first album, you just. So I listened yesterday and just, just, first of all, you, the great part about music, because Mary Alice talked about tonight, how it takes her back to a point in time. I jumped back to, to my young adulthood listening seriously drinking beer on truck beds and having in college in particular, just at parties and in apartment buildings, drinking beer and, and having a good time. And, uh, you know, the hot pant, the white tight jeans and the boots and did you say you were wearing hot pants? No girls were. (laughs) Um, uh, and, uh, and all the girls were, were. no, I'm, there was this girl I might have chased in college who always would would always wear these white tight jeans and and boots that I might have been attracted. Did you to have a college. blazer that you'd roll up the sleeves with? Uh, I did not. <laughs> Probably why I never quite scored regularly enough with the girl in tight jeans. So you didn't look like you played in Wham. <laughs> who also Wham. had a really good opening album. Yeah, right, and I debated it. I debated it, but then I thought that might be too weird. <laughs> But I mean, you thought that people wouldn't think you're cool. (laughs) No, I just thought it would be it would be too poppy, like trying too hard to be poppy. Mm. But I mean, George Michael's George Michael's a badass, amazing. I mean, that with him, with Andrew, whatever his name was, that first album was like you want to talk about badass pop songs. Those were badass. Yeah, wake me up before you go. Go, wake me up before you go. Go and. People dog pop music like it's like <laughs> like it's like the scourge of all the earth, uh-huh. but like like uh, if it wasn't like popular, Beatles, it wouldn't be called pop. Like the Beatles proved, it's hard to write a pop song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and th- that shit was just once again stay out of crowds of fifteen year old girls, <laughs> <laughs> eat you alive. All right. And that and album was banging. I mean, that album was like every song on the, the original Wham album was very good. Go ahead. Uh, my next one is NWA, Straight Outta Compton. Thank you. I was hoping somebody would have that on the list because I felt yeah. bad. I have a lot of hip-hop on my list, which yeah. is different. I listened to a, a decent amount of it, but um, I mean, that one just literally it started, catapulted so it, many people. It started it's a... unreal. It started a genre. Yeah, really, mm-hmm. it did. And anybody that gets a letter from the FBI because of a song, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you can't, I mean, that album's just crazy good. Crazy good. I agree. I mean, nobody nobody ever writes a song called, you know, Fuck the Fireman. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's... there's no, might. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have, have, you, have you seen the movie Straight Outta Compton? Yeah. Oh, it's such a great movie. Yeah, and uh, Ice Cube's son playing him looks just like I him. Know. It's yeah. unreal, almost like they're related. It's, yeah. yeah, but it's even it's crazy I how mean, much well, he looked like him. I mean, back they, then. they did a they did a great job finding people who looked like those people. I mean, the guy who looks like Snoop Dogg, I mean, looks a lot like him. Same thing with Easy E. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just, they did a great job. Yeah. With it. Whoever does yeah. the uh the the producing of that did did an amazing job. Yeah, that that great album. I mean, yeah, started a started a a wave of t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still probably one of the most sold t-shirts in the world. Well, and, straight and, out of Manchester, yeah. straight out of yeah. like Little Rock, straight <laughs> out. I, I I had one for whenever the Royals were making their World Series run. I had one straight out of Kaufman. Yep. I mean, it's just one of those things, yeah. That's how that's how you know you've created a you should have sort said of a, straight out of the playoffs. Straight out of the playoffs. That's <laughs> St. Louis. Uh you do you 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 good on yours? Yeah, all right. That was it. So I'm finishing off with a hip hop album as well. Um, this is one that I think started like how NWA started the 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 gangster rap style and stuff like that. This one I believe really helped start and project the New York underground uh, uh, bebop style, but it's uh, a a tribe called Quest. Um, people's Quest. instinctive travels and paths of ri- of rhythm. Um, yep. Now, to me, that's not their best album. My Their best album, I think, is Midnight Marauders. Um, but this one definitely laid the groundwork for that New York style, just where it's the vocals are just as important, but laid over just that distinctive, mm-hmm. the beat, where it's just like, you know, when you think of that big-ass boombox sitting on a stoop, like this is what comes to mind for me. You know, you're going to the small, uh, you know, the small deli or whatever down the road. And this is like the sound, the soundtrack to that era, which I've never been to New York, so it might be all just made up. But to me, this is what <laughs> plays in my head. Uh, for While you're that. driving to uh, <laughs> not a deli. Yeah, in, not a deli. In, you know, but I have a soft spot for tribe. A, number, a, a memory of mine was um, driving with my, my cousin who is older than than we were she was driving us to the mall and she was listening to that album and i thought she was the coolest person <laughs> in the world but anyway tribe what to me was um yes hip-hop but they were actually saying something mm-hmm. really really yeah. important so i have a soft spot for them um my last album again talking about debut right out of the bat um fiona apple title mm. That was a really, uh, a very, very deep, very meaningful album. She was so young when she created that album, when she wrote a lot of those songs. Um, So for me, that was a a really great um, introduction uh, to her music. Her later stuff wasn't that great, but that in itself was a really, really great debut album. Is that the one that has uh, her biggest song? Criminal. 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 It has Criminal, yep. A 15-year-old song written by a 14, 15-year-old about yep. um, molesting a 14 or 15-year-old, <laughs> and which is what it's about, I believe, yeah. um, or having sex, mm-hmm. when, uh, or <clears throat> inappropriate sex, or inappropriate mm-hmm. something. Um, and that first album, the, her first album was so bluesy and raw, mm-hmm. and her voice was so bluesy and raw, and her later stuff was just mm-hmm. not... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to dog on the rest of her career. Um, but um, that album was, you know, <clears throat> and it, it reminded me the first time I heard um, the lady who eventually passed, and I'm, I had her. In, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. 
first time you hear that sort of raw, emotional, Amy Winehouse, the first time I heard Back to Black and some of her older mm-hmm. stuff, and you hear that just, and you just go, what yeah, the fuck is this? Yeah, there's a lot of pain in that voice. Pain, yeah. pain and, and just raw emotion yeah. and being able to describe. We've all been through tough stuff, and you just, um, and so, and you just, you the ability to communicate that in music um those two have have especially in those albums have and she could do that yeah, yeah. that's that is every time i i google the top 100 debut albums hers comes up as like in the teens mm-hmm. and i always think to myself yeah and the whatever and then you think about it and you think yeah probably. i listen to that album a lot that's a great album a lot criminal is just a badass mm-hmm. dude i mean it, if you think about it too much it's a deep dark song it's a deep dark song some of that music is that way, right? Yep. That's a good choice. That's an excellent choice. You know, there's one that didn't come on the list that we should have thought that, of. That's what I was about to say. So what what now that was we've not through it? Yeah, what was not on the list? Boston, Boston. So I had that one originally on my list and I took it off because I've talked about it so many times where I think that it's just is an awesome one. Uh Heart. Yeah. Uh wasn't on there and you know Rick knows how, much, how, much, how much I love Heart. Yeah, Heart. Um, I was surprised Heart wasn't in your there, list. There's a few obscure ones where I think it's kind of like deep cuts. If We, uh, we can do a whole deep cut one, but like Ben Folds 5, um, their first one when, you know, their first song, Brick, um, which, you know, you almost almost have that as one-hit wonder, but he, he made other things, but not as big as that one. Um, but then you had like uh, The Wallflowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good one. Um, that I was mean, a good one. A, a a historic, you know, musical tree from from them, just because of the, just of the family that he's affiliated with. But like, what what other ones didn't make the list that you're kind of surprised? Like, I, I, the one that you said was Lincoln Park. Uh, um, what's the um, what's their first one? Uh, chaos uh, Chaos Theory? No, it's. I don't remember the name. Hybrid of theory. It. Hybrid theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that we say that, and uh, hybrid theory uh, could have been on my top five. Mm-hmm. I mean, that album has a stretch in the middle of songs that are just and that one some of my favorite music of all time. And that one was right in the heart of the 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 new metal era, and it really changed the dynamic and scope of where and, your radio rock music was going to a little bit more on the heavier side. And, and changing out of the... Musically tight. Yeah. The voices were great. I thought the change-ups of that album were great. I mm-hmm. thought the lyrics were incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell they were coming from a spot. To, to have that be your debut writing, which yeah. I think they all wrote their own stuff. Yeah. Um, you think about In the End and some of that stuff, which was super deep stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. what attracts me to them, not only just... The clean music in the 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 strong vocals, Chester and yeah, Chester just killed it. I mean, Chester's one of my favorite vocalists of all time, Um, and just all of that was you listen to those songs and um, and you just you hear the pain and much like we were talking with Fiona Apple, Mm -hmm. you hear the pain, you you understand the regret, you understand. I mean, to me, music as much as I want to hold your hand and I love the musicality of of pop songs. Sometimes I want to, I want a little Jason Isbell, and I want to mm-hmm. talk about di- not dying, overdose dying in a mo- motel, uh, 
Yeah. Super 8. Fucking Elfin. Right. The, God, the saddest <laughs> fucking song right, right. you've ever made me listen to. I still hate you for making me listen to the album. Like, it's I, so just gut-wrenching. I'm just letting you know <laughs> that that makes me happy. So bad. No, like, it, it's unfortunate where, like, some of the best albums and artists and stuff, yeah. like, the best stuff comes from so much pain. And you just Whoa. see, like, Chester fought for it for years, and you see where it eventually led to him. Same thing. Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Yeah. And it's just so yeah. much pain like that just creates the 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 best art, unfortunately. Well, yeah. As country music fans, um, Jamie Johnson, you know, I mean, some of his early stuff is so, so emotional, you know. And right. Um, right. The, the, what is the, uh, uh, the song about drug addiction? And yeah. I always forget the name of that song. Cost of Living High. Cost of Living High. If you've ever struggled with addiction in any uh, any way, if you listen to that song, uh, gave up my 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 wife for a cocaine and a whore, and you, yeah. you, the the lyric writing is brilliant. Jamie Johnson's one of the great ones. But I mean, and and you have that like the ride where he talks about yeah. going into Nashville and selling your soul and all that stuff and. And and in color, um, which is yeah, um, I mean, just a top ten country song. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Luke Bryan wrote a song about his brother died when he was young, like earlier than he should have, and he talked about I wish you could be here so you could hear all the songs that have come since. And one of the songs that he name drops is in color, because I mean that song is just yeah brilliant. It's like. In describing all of his grandfather's how life can you listen to that and not sing it you know? first of all like, it's, it's one yeah no it's 100%. crazy right this this one here is in the uh, middle of uh hell in 1943 mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah. um that, that to me is the brains music so yeah the beatles first album like yeah, that could beatles. have been on anybody's list See, you know and that i'm a beatles fan for life and i i didn't put um, please I was please a, me on there. Please please me. I didn't. Right. And and so, and I I debated the Stones stuff. Metallica's first album. <clears throat> Metallica definitely could have been. I went with Sabbath over Metallica. I figured yeah. one of those two had to play, and I, I chose the one that got recorded in See, I f- two I feel hours. Like, so I struggled with Metallica because Metallica's um, what you what we call the black album mm-hmm. is is on my top five. That's their favorite. third or fourth album. Yeah. So there's bands yeah, their that first I love. One, yeah. That maybe their debut wasn't the greatest. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a couple of songs that I like on there, but well, and a lot of them are still trying to figure out their yeah. sound during yeah. that first and album. I, you know, and like I was thinking Metallica because I always thought Injustice for All was their first album, but it wasn't. It was like their third or second, right, or a second or third. Because and then you had Master of Puppets, um, but yeah, Injustice for All was I always thought was Metallica's first, but it wasn't. So I was right. as the fourth one, Injustice for All. So REM didn't make my top five. Um, even though I think they're probably one of the most significant bands of my generation because that album is missing some depth, mm. right? I think it's a great debut album, and but the next two albums were such significantly better albums. Um, so, I mean, when you think about some of what makes something oily um, <laughs> and not a top five is, is, is it just <laughs> didn't qualify. So you had the oldest album probably with Zeppelin, Probably that was what, <coughs> yeah that or John or Pry- well and the band uh, uh, I'm saying I'm saying of the actual f- top five yeah probably Zeppelin so I, I was I figured like we probably have the the biggest generation are you, are you would probably saying be the, I'm old <laughs> well no I just figured like the biggest generation we'd have would probably be the 90s would be the most of the most hit um, album in there maybe Black Sabbath Black Sabbath that would have been pretty close those two yeah together. those those two those 70s two um, yeah. 
yeah, sixty nine seventy somewhere in there. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a you know solid list through and through. So. What do we miss? I think the question is, what do we miss? So I I sort of dropped uh, sort of a gold nugget at the end. What song or band? Let's not do album because albums whatever. Song or band is an automatic change for you on the radio. I mean, mine is Weezer, 100%. Okay. <laughs> Just cannot stand. Do you have one, Steve? Their voice. No, I was trying to think of one. I don't really have one, like, right off the top of my head. Anything I listen to while we're driving? It's, no, I mean, because I don't know it, so I'm not going to just turn it off instantly. But, yeah, um, probably <laughs> probably a couple of those are on that list. Only, I don't know. Only because I don't really listen to the radio anymore. I don't much. And yeah, I'll I listen either. to, in the car, I'll listen to my playlist and things that I want to listen to. You know, I was so, trying to think. So Pandora is harder because it's so tuned to you. So yeah. yeah. In general, it comes down to, on Pandora, it's like I'm listening to the Eric Church channel, the Jason Aldean channel. So I tend to get a lot of stuff that I really like. Yeah. So it tends to be something, it has to be something pretty poppy for me to like just, but it, I tend to listen to that stuff. Um, it's the, what's the what's the band that does Fast Cars and Freedom? Rascal Flat. Rascal Flats yeah, is, is an automatic them? change for me. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Life is a highway. Right. <laughs> Which Go ahead, the, sing it, Aaron. Yep. So, okay, since you talked about Taylor Swift so much, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's remastering or re-recording her first... Scooter Libby, right, Scooter Libby bought her albums and she hates him. So she's doing the, redoing the first six. Six. So it's going to change a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yep. Do you, I mean, do you think when it comes down... Do you think Paula will rebuy those six albums? Well, no, what I'm saying is like, do you think, what do you think is going to sound better to her fans? Because something's going to (sighs) change. To the... I to think the Swifties, her, her fan base now is more pop. Yeah, because then it is because country. Because her first cut, her first couple were definitely more country, country. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think her fans will listen to the new stuff because they're crazy exceptional loyal. I think some of the stuff will sound pretty similar. Yeah. I think she'll put an interesting twist on the new stuff. And I think her fans will like. I think she's very talented musically. So, so do yeah. those? And I will, think they'll like the new twist. Will those be classified as covers since she doesn't own the master? No, I think they'll just be a second version, kind of okay. like a live version or something. Okay. Right? Like this is a radio mix or this is a hip hop mix of something, right? Oh yeah, I wonder if she would yeah remix some of her styles to make it more poppy style. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that she would make it more poppy style. I think she would just mix it up. She does have a fan base that will follow her. She yeah, has, for and, sure. and I will say that I, I I can't say that I've listened listened to any of her albums, but I respect her because of what she's I been have. able to do. And every album she's picked up new fans. Yeah. So her stuff is first of all she writes her stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, and she's really talented, and her stuff is very tight. Like it's got good hooks and it's clever and it's well written and it's. It's it's not just um, and uh, it's not just jingle so, like some stuff you listen to and it's like you know fuck you bitch and blah 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 blah. I mean it tells a story and I mean one I think it's a cool song, Tim McGraw, it, it, which is a song about um, we need to as a couple have our own song right and it, she just got really she's she's a good songwriter she's yeah, just she tight. Is. And um, yeah, just, whether you like the style of music doesn't matter. Doesn't she's matter. a really good songwriter. Yeah, slamming doors and yeah. pickup trucks. And I mean, 
so everybody dogs bro country, but there's bad bro country and there's cleverly written catchy pop tunes. And yeah, what's the the one where he's talking about going to Applebee's? You know, like oh the uh, Hayes. What is it? People hate that song. Yeah, people hate that song, but, but that's it, a catchy tune. Catchy he, tune. He, was, he was just in Little Rock not too long ago. He was, yeah. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't date her. She's hot. She's like really hot, but I wouldn't date her because you like end up in a song. Um, like, I mean, and she writes great breakup songs. She writes, I mean, the, Tim McGraw, it, it's a song in, um, and I still remember the awards that's you can on YouTube, you can see it and you can see him sitting next to Faith Hill. So he's married to Faith Hill, who is an incredibly talented. That's a power couple. That's a power couple. Right. I always love when people act like they're surprised when their daughter can sing. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just going, I'm, It'd be more surprised if she right, couldn't right, sing. Right. Yeah. But, um, and then poor Tim McGraw sitting there next to his beautiful wife, who is, for the record, incredibly jealous type because somebody grabbed his package at a oh, concert yeah. once and she laid the boob. <laughs> yeah, she right? lost it. <laughs> she lost it. Um, and Taylor Swift is singing about her husband and he's embarrassed because he knows he's fucking in trouble. <laughs> right. Um, but the song's not about him. Like, yeah, being right. The song, the song's about, we need a song. Yeah. Like, and it's just like this incredibly hooky. It's not even poppy. I don't want to say poppy. It's got this great little hook about like, let's, uh, we need a song together. Like, you know, like about us being a couple and it's, She's just really good. You know what? You know what? I guess and her fans are crazy. You oh, don't fuck with the no, Swifties. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Don't yeah. fuck with them. I want to say how much I respect the Swifties <laughs> as a choir member, because you don't want to fuck with the choir either. Um, <laughs> just as a record. You don't want that smoke? <laughs> you don't want that smoke. Um, you don't want to fuck with the Swifties. You know what? You know what genre we. Because now they have money and they're a little bit older and meaner. <laughs> now fucking with them. You know what genre we didn't really hit, though? Um, was jazz. We didn't. I don't know that I have a lot of but like enough you, jazz experience. But like when you think of David great, Sanborn, great, David, great, David Sanborn. But like when you think of great jazz, you think of like kind of blue, Miles Davis. Wasn't the debut album. Wasn't it debut? Uh, John yeah. Coltrane. You know, his, his self title wasn't debut. Um, I, I guess probably the cl- the closest jazzy would get to is maybe um, Tribe or Beastie Boys has some samples on there. Even NW- NWA had had some sample of, of jazz beats and stuff. Maybe like, some of the the jazz rock stuff. So like, uh, I don't see. Like I don't e- like ELO or something. No, no. no I was thinking, uh, you know, um, gosh, what's the 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 rock band? Um, Chicago. Chicago would be there. I mean, you think about some of their early stuff. That boy, that's some great stuff. Yeah, it was a, like Hey Nineteen. Who sings a Hey Nineteen? Never heard of that one. Okay, good radio here. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, good list. Yep, I agree. So uh, now I just need a song from these albums, <clears throat> not the Oils, just the Fives. Whichever, hit me with all. I yeah. don't care. I'll I'll put it on the list. So also, I'm going to try to get this out on Thursday because the day Thursday, when hopefully this does drop, if I do my producing back of office stuff correctly, is our Perdomo event on the 13th with Nick Perdomo at our Conway shop. Okay. Yep. Should so, be a big event. So it is. That'd be a good one. It, it, yeah. Nick will be Are here. you both working? Okay. I'll be I'll be in Little Rock. Okay. I'm working. So, I, so if you want to see a, a barren... Little Rock Shop. I'll be here watching a, a very <laughs> shitty football game that's going to be on because I think it's going to be Commanders and somebody else. It's going to be a fucking horrible game. 
So here's here's a question that uh, we were discussing today. Um, what's a worse rename of a franchise? The Cleveland Guardians or the Washington Commanders? Oh, Commanders, 100%. Because the Guardians is interesting because the the giant monolith that they have on the bridge going to the stadium, they're called the Cleveland Guardians. So at least they have some some, connection. some rooted into the city. The the they sh- what they should have done is gone, you know, the the Red Wolves, the Blackhawk or the uh, the uh, Red Red Wings, Red t- Red Tails, I think that was an, mm-hmm. another one that Washington w- was looking at. Um I mean, yeah, that's that's probably the worst. And everybody just calls them the commies now. I mean, that's just like <laughs> like like on all the, the that's rough and all the and all the football subreddits that I'm on and and message board is just the commies. I mean, it's just that's, that's what it rough. is. I actually agree with you. I think the commanders <laughs> yeah. is worse. So at least at least with the guardians, they have, they have some tie that r- rooted to the city itself. You know, it's, <clears throat> yeah. It could I guess it couldn't be called the the Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, for everybody that doesn't know what that is, just uh, Urban Dictionary. Nah, right? I don't <laughs> recommend it. I don't recommend it. Do not recommend that. Yeah. 10 out of 10, don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> turn on your uh, incognito, incognito mode. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. A solid music list. Another yeah, good fun. top five. And nine-ish cigars. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard cigar one. That was hard. The next top five, um, I would like to, uh, we need to discuss what makes a cigar, maybe about what makes a cigar, makes you buy a cigar versus what makes you not buy a cigar. Maybe that'd be a good topic. From a consumer standpoint? From a consumer point of view. Okay. I think if we did it from a cigar shop point of view, I yeah. think it would be, be two, insi- two inside baseball. Yeah. Besides price point. What makes you buy a cigar or not buy a cigar? Okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah, for sure. We'll do that. So that'll be a couple weeks out. But yeah, so we got, uh, I've already mentioned it. This, hopefully this comes out on Thursday. So we have the uh, Conway event with Nick Perdomo doing tons of, you know, deals and specials like normal with Perdomo. And then the following week is Little Rock's eighth anniversary. Nope. Two weeks. Two weeks. The, the following week is the Stone's Throw. The following week, yep. Uh, cigar and beer pairing. Um, Where can they get tickets for that? Um, go to Stone's Throw Facebook. Um, it should be linked to both the shop's Facebook pages as well. There's a link on there. You go buy the ticket online. Um, you get, I think, three beers, two cigars, um, and then we're just going to have a ton of fun. Yeah, so. we've done this numerous times, and it's, yeah. it's a blast every single time. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. wish it wasn't on a Thursday so I could actually go to it. Yeah, I got a text today from my cigar and beer pairing friend, D who said, are we going? And I said, oh, I didn't, re- I forgot that was coming up. I'm going to talk to Steve tonight about what that is. So, I mean, the greatest beer that we've ever had came from one of those events. Greatest beer we ever had. I mean, and to be honest with you, that night was um, one of my favorite sit in fucking freezing uh, nights. Cold, and, so cold. And night. the 20th won't be that. 20th no, no, will it'll be, be nice a beautiful weather. night. Yeah. Well, and they've got fire pits and stuff now too yeah. that they put out. So. It was just, um, for Little Rock, it was an exceptionally yeah, it was unusual. And it's, and it's going to be at the Mac Park location? Correct. Okay. So that's different than where we were? No, no, that, nope, that's, that's, that's the where same, we are. The okay. original well, location perfect downtown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. The patio's great for that. Yeah. So tons of stuff in the world and of the West week End. after that. And the week after that is our eighth anniversary with Willie Herrera. Um, going to be an awesome event. Um, I know tons Drew of people. State cigars. Tons of people are, are excited to not only meet him, but because... 
you know, Drew Estate is, is a, yeah, Mimi is a, is an awesome brand that people just love. And I've met him. He's not worth it. <laughs> Aaron, not Willie. <laughs> I've met, I've met Aaron. It's okay. Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> right. You either like me or you don't. There's no way between. I, and I honestly, I do. And honestly, I don't give a shit. That's right. fine. You either right. like me or you don't. I don't care. Mary and I discussed that on Thursday. I, I, have, I like sitting down with you. I have enough friends. <laughs> okay. But we talked about this. I do actually want to say this on the air because I think there's a lot of people who think that I don't like you. Um, because we were talking about Thursday nights uh-huh. and I said, because you, you guilted me the previous Thursday because uh-huh. I didn't come in. Uh-huh. And I said, it's not like the fucker sits down and talks to me. And, and you said, well, I work. And I said, I'm aware of that. It's a little different now that we're separated by we a, are separated. a wall and door. It does it make is. it a little more no. difficult. And I said, I would perfectly be happy with him if he just sat down next to me and we talked because I personally like sitting down and talking with him. I'll tell you what. You'd be up here Thursday, and it would be me and you hanging out with Mo. Probably that, will. That's what it's, and, 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 I know. And Tim. Like, I that's what's what going to be hanging out here Thursday Well, night. I told her. I said... He guilted me, and then I realized, hey, fucker, you never talk to me on Thursdays. Like, don't act like I'm, like, depriving you of talking to me. Like, I'm going to quit with the guilt trip. But when we talk, this is what we talk about. We talk about fucking music, and we talk about shit like I this. Well, like, I love sitting down and talking with you. You're like a, like a good friend. I like. I think people think that I, like, dislike you because I like I, I give you our time on the podcast. But It just means we love him. That's how, that's how we express our like. One of my favorite things like. to do is sit down and talk to you. Here's yeah. the thing. Like, I if you're not making fun or poking at me. You, this is what you and I do wrong. You and I do this yeah. banner when we are in the front room yeah. by just you and I sitting and laughing and having yeah. a good time. Yeah. And like, but you guilted me about like, it's not showing. And then like five minutes later, I'm going, fucker, you don't ever talk to me on Thursday. What are we talking about? It's just your presence. You have an aura. I mean, I, I just need to be in your aura. <laughs> Smell. Is that what you meant? <laughs> like, like Mo's gutter punk style. You know? right, it's her gutter punk style. <laughs> Because to be honest with you, Mo and I on Thursday sat next to each other. We said maybe 10 words, which was like completely cool because we just like were chill. Yeah. And it was like really relaxing and I, I needed it, to be honest with you. And, and it was like great. But it, and then I told her, I said, your husband like laid into me that I wasn't here last Thursday. She goes, nobody else was. And I said, <laughs> I know it occurred to me at some point, <laughs> but that's what we do. Like when we're in the company of each other, we just like listen oh, to music yeah. and just like we're around each other. I know. Or we can sometimes do like, we both have headsets on listening yeah. to our own music and I'm just sitting next to a friend and that, to be honest with you, is like a great thing. Yeah. yeah it's either that or we can do like what me and Steve did two nights mm-hmm. ago and did a show that will never, ever make the make the air because mm-hmm. you want to talk about we don't touch third rails on the show. Yeah, we don't. We touch third rails with our, with our we dicks don't that night. Like we, we don't, were touching every third rail. We don't record rail. touching third rails <laughs> just in case that accidentally gets released. Yep. Now I'm looking at both of you so that we fucking understand the rule. <laughs> we don't record the third rail touching. We, yeah, we, got release it. It. we were teabagging that third rail. It was... <laughs> It was deep. The only one we didn't touch on was religion, I think. <laughs> I made that joke. I went over to his house like two days later. I was like, all right, what are we talking about now? Religion? That's the only one we didn't get to. Nice. Yep. All right. So a bunch of shit coming up in the world of West End. Yep. Check it out for the people who want yep. to know. Or if you want to travel in, it's going to be a bunch of... Yeah. Every week, there's, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So, yep. So come in here. See us. See Mark just sitting in the corner with his headphones on, <laughs> being bitter. <laughs> I got accused of that this week. And I said, you 
You haven't seen me better, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. We will talk to everybody next week. You the good? Adios. Bye. Later.